anyway, let's move on to uh, some of the other serious issues that are on our agenda today. And we're going to be in conversation with Dr. Badile Hoda. He's a former statistician general of South Africa, and he's been reflecting on the evidence that was given by President Cyril Ramaphosa at the Zondo Commission of Inquiry last week. Dr. Lehota, good morning to you. Morning, morning, Gavi, and uh, morning, uh, listeners. It's a pleasure to have you on the show today. SA travels Skedonk route with eyes wide open. That's the title of your piece this past weekend. Explain to me, what do you mean? Well, I, I think I've been on this matter for quite a while. Mm. Uh, and uh, it's not something that uh, I, I did myself, but I participated in. Um, in 2001, uh, there was a, a grouping of people that uh, started crafting scenarios. Uh, they were called Memories of the Future. Mm. Um, and uh, Joel Nechitenze uh, was the lead person, uh, Abba Omar was also in there. And these scenarios were. Uh, instruments that uh, cabinet used uh, from then once they were adopted uh, up to 2008 I think I've written a bit about this um, and in the review of 2007 or oh, let me say what the scenarios were giving us uh, there was a skedonk uh, prospect uh, which is uh, where we are at the moment or mm-hmm. in fact worse than skedonk um, there was a prospect for Socialoza, which was uh, South Africa actually pumping at 6%, unemployment at about 14%, and the world probably eating out of our hands, or South Africa contributing to the world. Mm. Uh, and then there was Dudisana, which is basically uh, being at peace with one another, but uh, the economy doing absolutely nothing. So these scenarios were crafted then. And they were supposed to guide South Africa at regular intervals to find out where we are. Um, And in 2007, there was an added uh, scenario, uh, or rather renamed, uh, or added, which was in Calcutta, meaning that uh, the revolving door, Mm. uh, in the light of what could happen, uh, or what had happened in Polokwa. And then projecting that forward, uh, the projection forward at that point in time under a skedonk scenario was that the ANC will come to society head between its hands and under the cover of shame mm. saying we are sorry. So what we saw uh, as the president uh, gave evidence was one word shy of saying we are sorry. So the point that I'm making is that building on scenarios helps because you can predict to the date what will happen if you go a a particular path. And that scenario is unfolding. So it means our fate is actually in our hands because we can know exactly what will happen in the future if we actually work with scenarios. I've argued that uh, the NDP was a single scenario. It didn't have other scenarios Mm. 
that uh, are unhealthy. Because if we had these unhealthy scenarios, like it was happening in the, under the uh, presidency of uh, President Tabombek, we could actually look at all these things and say, which way are we gravitating towards? Uh, in which direction are we gravitating? Mm. And it was clear then that we are gravitating around after program, that we are gravitating to this situation that we see now. Dr. Lehota, one of the things that you ask in your piece, and I'm going to ask it to you so that you can answer the question, <clears throat> what would Madiba have thought of the evidence that was given by President Cyril Ramaphosa? What did it make of the legacy that um, has been left to the organization effectively? Well, I think uh, to answer that question, uh, it's difficult to answer that question, except if one answers in the con- it in the context of Lembede, mm. who with Madiba, uh, Desi Sulu, and uh, Mema Sisulu, um, um, the Star Wars themselves, who were there, Mekuzwayo, uh, who were in that meeting in 1945. And Lembede was a young lion. He was hardly 30, and he said at the end of that meeting that freedom in our lifetime. Uh, what did these people do? Oliver Trump and them, they actually kept the promise of freedom in, the, in their lifetime. It meant Lembede was living in them. He was part of them, although he had died. But they had to keep that promise of freedom in their lifetime. Mm. And all of them who were there, except Limbeda himself, who have died just on the dawn of freedom. That was the only one who died early before freedom. The rest actually died after uh, South Africa was free. It means that they held that promise and delivered on it. Now, when Madiba left, he said, it is in your hands now. And hardly 10 years. <laughs> What have we done with what it is in hands now? Mm, mm, mm. Now, given that, then you've got the answer. That we have gambled with the uh, universal sacrifice that that generation uh, made for us. Do, do you think that based on last week's testimony and evidence that there has been enough of a reflective conversation within the ANC that not just acknowledges where things have gone wrong, but that as a party itself also wants to hold accountable those that have been responsible within its, in its ranks for where we are in the country today? Well, since 2012, the party has been in reflection. I mean, if you watch a Bruce Lee film, uh, Enter the Dragon, uh, you go into the, this room of mirrors and the uh, smoke and mirrors, mm. and you do not know who the real Bruce Lee is. Since then, the ANC has been going through that, and you don't know which, who is really the ANC. It's a room filled of sm- with smoke and mirrors. I mean, we've been drifting in this kind of direction towards a Guaraguara scenario. Now, in 2017, a, a grouping of us uh, met and uh, started this Indulamiti scenarios. And in those scenarios, we have argued uh, under Indulamiti. 
uh, or rather we have created three scenarios, which is Naila Walk, which is South Africa, that is getting rid of all the things that are happening. Mm. A scenario that says, uh, well, South Africa, which is doing what it has been doing all along, the uh, governing party, and then Guara uh, Guara, which is a, a, a false new dawn. We are now in that Guara Guara scenario. The, the, the difference that we have done in the scenarios is that we have quantified them uh, in terms of economics. To say, what would this scenario actually imply in terms of economics? What we have projected in, that, in those three scenarios, it's a, a false new dawn where actually South Africa becomes a, a false state, uh, a, a failed state rather. Mm. Uh, and uh, South Africa has a... a, a, a which is uh, continuing on the Isi Bourgeois line that we have been going through, and largely driven by the absence of tempering the macroeconomic framework, which by itself sucks the growth out of the economy. Whatever, whatever uh, structural reforms you undertake without undertaking a structural reform in the macroeconomic sector or macroeconomic area, which is what uh, uh, Davis, in his book, uh, the former minister of trade and industry, also says, mm. and Kubule has been on, the, 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 the austerity measures that the minister of finance has taken is going to take such growth out of this economy, and it's going to push us into Guaraguara. So the difference in these scenarios that we have now, which is in climate scenarios, is the quantification of how bad or how well economics, economically the country can go. And we give yeah. three scenarios. Do, do, Dr. Lehotla, we're going to continue the conversation in a moment. And of course, uh, I'll also invite a couple of callers to be part of it on 11 714 The Talking Point with Kathy Mosasana, weekdays, 9 a.m. till midday. 22 after 10, we continue the conversation on the talking point and uh, we're talking to Dr. Badile Hotla. He's the former Statistician General of South Africa and he's been talking about the various scenarios uh, that the country would potentially travel as you heard about the scenario planning that they had been doing as Undulamiti and you would also know about some of the gatherings that have been held, the conferences out in the Drakensberg, different experts being brought together to really try try and uh, pave a way for where this country could go and as he has as you've heard him say unfortunately we're taking on the stream of the worst case scenarios and that is one of the biggest problems that faces us today because if we don't stop on this trajectory that we are on, South Africa is heading in the direction of what would be a failed state. How do we prevent ourselves from continuing effectively on this downward spiral or this skadonk, you know, this this old car effectively that we have become? Well, we are in the Guaraguara scenario. We are beyond skadonk at the moment. We are a few... Oh, we, we are beyond Skedonk? Yes, we are a few stages shy of Guaraguara, which is a failed state. Mm. This is where we are now. Mm. Uh, and uh, the, the scenarios are clear around what are 
things that have to be done. What is the best case scenario? Uh, we have presented this uh, best case scenario. Uh, and in the main, and the, the, the key issue is the quantification of scenarios. You see, the scenarios that uh, we prepared uh, in the early 2001 and so on, they didn't have quantification. Mm. So they were interesting storylines. And we could say, well, it looks like we are going this way. Whereas when you undertake quantification and then project forward, you can say in terms of economy, what are you going to do? In terms of employment, what are you going to do? Mm. So you have tools of foresight. At the moment, there are no tools of foresight that are deployed in government. So we, we are going into this with our eyes wide open without seeing. This is what is happening. Mm. The eyes are wide open, but we don't see. Uh, the, the, the good book says those with eyes will see, those with ears will hear. Mm. So there mm. are ears, but there's no hearing. There are eyes, but there's no sight. And it is the, the absence of intellectually robust tools of foresight. Countries that actually manage their systems going forward have very, very robust tools of foresight. So the absence of this is very evident. So, uh, what, so in earnest, what this is, this is, this is a warning, effectively. It's not a warning. It, mm. <laughs> the warning is, is, you know, where you have an alarm yeah. and it goes off and then you switch it off. What warning is that? You, you, you are immune to any warning. That's what I'm saying. That the, the, the leadership of this country is immune to any warning. Mm. They have switched off the alarm. Let me take a couple of calls. One delay in Mafikeng. Good morning to you. Morning, Kathy. Mm. Yes, uh, regarding what uh, Dr. Lakota has been talking about, I think always history will will somehow not repeat itself, but where we are from as 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 a country today, is I think Doctor is right there when he says yesterday is reflect yesterday's events are reflecting today. If maybe yesterday the leadership of today or the the, the, the ANC's leadership, at least they could have left the unionists aside not to become a part of the leadership. The unionists are now the people who are causing the problem in this country. How? How are they causing a problem, Wandile? Because they take the mandate straight from the capitalists who are not having the best interest of the citizens at heart. Mm. Do you understand what I'm mm. saying? Mm. Mm. Yes. Uh, the capitalism are those who are comfortable with the resources being taken out of the country instead of those resources creating the employment inside our country, if you know what I'm saying. I hear you, Wandile. Absolutely. All right. Yes. Uh, uh, okay, let me leave it right there. Oh, all right, Wandile. I'll also give Dr. Lehotla to uh, respond to your contribution in a moment. Spoo in Durban, good morning. Morning, Kate. How are you? I'm well, thank you, Spoo. The alarm is being switched off as we speak, like the uh, doctor has just said now. Yeah. We are switching off the alarm in the sense that we seem to, be, when we speak about corruption and other ills in this country, we seem to uh, uh, pushing the blame on the previous uh, administration as if this one is, uh, is clean and 
even the president, when he was speaking in the commission, he was speaking as if the things that he's speaking about are not even happening. There is corruption at the present moment. And some of us are saying this thing day in, day out in this radio shows, that we cannot try and make others saints and others uh, devils. There is problem in this country. Yeah. The sooner the, the people like the doc are, are, are speaking the truth early and we listen to what they are saying. Yeah. All right, Spoo, thanks for that call. I, I suppose the, the big issue, Dr. Lehotla, is that, um, as you're saying, the alarm bells are going off, they, they're being switched off, not listened to. And while the political fights and contestations continue, it is services, the, the, the very f- foundations of what keeps this country growing, that keeps being eroded on the day-to-day. Well, it's true. I mean, we we are heading to a failed state. Uh, I I, at one point said uh, Somalia also, the children of Somalia had hopes, uh, just as South Africans had hopes. Contrast where we are with Rwanda, which had gone through the worst situation, of course, uh, amongst themselves. Uh, the West genocide, uh, the, the subliminal uh, civil war, if you were to say, uh, unlike South Africa, of course, which didn't have a civil war, but we were born on, almost on the same date, 1994. Mm. Rwanda chose a different path. We chose another path. And this is where we are, heading very rapidly to a state state. I say in my article that uh, myself and my uh, my colleague uh, were in Burkina Faso, and that these guys then in 2007 they looked at uh, the passport. They said, "Africa the suit, Mandela, Mandela, Bafana, Bafana," and stabbed the passports, and we went through. This is what South Africa was to the world, mm-hmm. to the continent. If you were to go through those countries without a visa. They'll ask whether you have some Gupta dollars or stain of dollars or as many corrupt individuals as they must attach a dollar sign to them and say, can you give us those? And Mandela warned that uh, ordinary civil servants, ordinary South Africans are even fitted with treatment for kings, reserved for kings. I saw it. And many of us have experienced that. But we have been so reckless and given away that which... I look at the continent now. Ethiopian Airlines is, and the Kenya Airlines and a few African airlines are flying. When we had SAA, which was the king of the, of the skies not so long ago. All right. It was the king of the, of the skies. And it was there before, long ago. And we really have nothing to show in the 27 years. Yes, there has been a lot of progress in terms of removing debt poverty from the mouths of individuals and so on. But in terms of a, a sustainable program, we haven't achieved that. Doctor, in fact, we are, we, are, we are not going in that direction at all. Dr. Padili Hodla, we're going to have to leave it there for this morning. Thank you so much for coming on to the show. It's after 10.30. A quick look at your news headlines.